Voyager's documentary finishes fundraising, Obi-Wan has its cast, and a new Bewitched movie? All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 120 of Multiverse Tonight, the sci-fi edition. I'm your host, Thomas Townley, of course. Now, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, if, if, if I sound different, if I sound a little bassier, well, spring has a nasty habit of doing that to me, yeah. All the... Uh, between the, the range burning that goes on in the state of Kansas, uh, between, you know, the flowers blooming, the trees pollinating, all that stuff in the air. Yeah, it's, it's allergy season. So yeah, it really kind of hit me hard this week. I, you know, if, if I would have done this episode, this show a week ago, I would have been really busy right down here and, and, and really, you know, yeah, it wouldn't be good. But I, I, I'm being, I sound a little bit better now. I've been, you know, taking my allergy medications. I've been taking um, Yumka, U-M-C-K-A, which is uh, this great, uh, uh, rem, you know, remedy for cold, flu, and allergy. It kind of helps, it, you know, helps really nicely. I do recommend it if if, if you uh, do Get cold flu or allergy to, to try try to find some of that and uh, it'll it'll help you along. So that being said, uh, I don't want this to drag on forever. So let's start with some Star Trek news. And uh, we start the Star Trek news today with the Kickstarter for the Star Trek Voyager documentary. Now, it's finished fundraising at nearly $1.3 million, and it's also gained a title. The film will now be called To the Journey, Looking Back at Star Trek Voyager. Now, the documentary comes from 455 Films, which was the team that was behind the other Star Trek docs, like What We Left Behind, the Deep Space Nine documentary, For the Love of Spock, and Chaos on the Bridge, and they've only just started working on production. They hope to have it ready for premiering late next year. Leonard Nimoy's family and Boston's Museum of Science have announced a new tribute to the late actor, a Vulcan Salute Monument. Now, the museum will have a 20-foot illuminated stainless steel hand giving the Vulcan Salute at the entrance to the museum. Julie Nimoy said in a statement, quote, The live-long and prosper symbol represents a message that my dad believed in so, so strongly in. My dad always loved Boston, and he would be honored knowing that the Museum of Science would be the permanent home to this memorial. The sculpture not only depicts one of the world's most recognized and loved gestures for peace, tolerance, and diversity, but will also be a beautiful tribute to my dad's life and legacy, unquote. Now, in a separate statement, Tim Ritchie, the president of the Museum of Science, 
said, quote, Leonard Nimoy was one of our own. Growing up a few blocks from the museum, he never forgot his immigrant roots. He was, and forever will be, a beloved part of our museum family. He lifted our aspirations and hopes through his commitment to science, intellectual curiosity, generosity, and, yes, logic. He reminded us about the best part of humanity and gave us a vision for building a society based on reason and tolerance. The opportunity to pay tribute to him is a great honor, and what better day to make this announcement than what would, on what would have been his 90th birthday, unquote. You know, I think it's a really neat and nice tribute. And that, the thing is, the artwork they made to demonstrate what the monument look, would look like just reminds me of Michael Jackson. You, you should check it out, folks. It's a giant silver hand in the Vulcan greeting. It's it's something. Haniel Culpepper won the uh, NAACP Image Award for directing in a drama series for the Star Trek Picard series premiere. Now, Star Trek Lower Decks was also nominated for two awards for Outstanding Animated Series and Outstanding Character Voice Performance Television, but they lost out to Doc McStuffins. Congratulations to the winners. William Shatner is going virtual. The 90-year-old has signed up with the Storyfile, a company based on focused on artificial intelligence, as its brand ambassador. Shatner will become the first person to use a new program called Storyfile Life to create, quote, an AI-powered interactive conversational video so family and friends can interact with me for years to come. Unquote. Now, Shatner's profile will be made will be available for the public to interact with in May. Storyfile co-founder and CEO Heather Heather Meow Smith said, quote, William Shatner is going to go is going where no one has gone before. Generations in the future will be able to have a conversation with him. Not an avatar, not deep fake, but the real William Shatner answering the questions about his life and work. This changes the trajectory of the future and how we experience life today and we and how we share those lessons and stories for generations to come. Now, uh, Storyfile co-founder Stephen Smith added, Who better to show the world how Storyfile works than William Shatner, a man the world knows for stretching our imaginations about the future and life in his universe and beyond, a man who has always generously shared the highs and lows with us and who has mastered the art of storytelling, unquote. So I guess when this goes live, maybe I should interview the AI. You know, could I then argue that I did interview William Shatner? You know, this kind of opens up a whole new can of worms. Hmm. Something to think about, folks. Paramount Plus is trying to make April 5th their answer to Disney's Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Now, April 5th is recognizable to Star Trek fans. That's the day the Vulcans made first contact with humanity. Now, Paramount Plus is having a virtual event today, on uh, today when I record this, on the service where you can, quote, join host Will, Will Wheaton and Mike, Mike Burton for free virtual panels and programming celebrating free contact day with the iconic cast members and creative minds from the Star Trek universe. Now, uh, the panels are on StarTrek.com slash First Contact, presented by Paramount Plus. And uh, they uh, have a twenty-first, a first contact twenty-fifth anniversary panel with Patrick Stewart, Jonathan Frakes, Brett Spiner, and Alex Krieg, uh, con- creating first contact panel with uh, Gersha Phillips, Neville Page, and a lot of uh, other uh, creatives from the from the Star Trek. A women in motion panel featuring Sonequa Martin Green, Michelle Hurd, Issa Baronas, and uh, Lord Dex Don Lewis. 
on uh, basically talking about how Nichelle Nichols paved the way for women of color on television overall and their lasting impact on Star Trek and science and culture. The second contact panel hosted by Mike McMahon with Mike McMahon, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, the co-host of the creative uh, the co-host Brent Spire and Jonathan Frakes discussing hilarious beast stories from the past. Uh, and the Prodigy panel uh, with uh, Kevin and Dan Hageman, the executive producers. They're being joined by Cap- Captain Catherine Janeway, Kate Mulgrew, uh, who will be reprising her role as, uh, in the uh, animated show Prodigy. Now, fans worldwide will be able to live stream the first day con- first contact day panels for free again at startrek.com slash first contact the panels will also be available to stream for free in the u.s on pluto tv and paramount's twitch paramount plus's twitch channel after their airing today they'll be available on demand on the youtube on the paramount plus youtube channel or on paramount plus now hopefully there will be some uh, more announcements about future star trek shows and movies that day as well i mean Come on, if you're going to create your own answer to May the 4th, make it a good one. William Shatner, again, we're going to talk a lot about William Shatner. William Shatner will be honored this year at WrestleMania 37 as a celebrity inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, Shatner has made a few appearances on WWE programming, including when he flipped Jerry the King Lawler back in 1995 and his stint as a guest general manager of Raw in 2010. Shatner told USA Today about the honor, quote, It's very much the same, the apparition, the joy, the enthusiasm the wrestling audience shows toward its favorite people is not similar to the enthusiasm Star Trek fans show this year's induction ceremony. Unquote. Now, this year's induction ceremony will take place inside the WWE Thunderdome at Raymond James Stadium on April 6th uh, with some limited live fans. Now, they um, they will induct the 2020 and 2021 uh, the classes after the ceremony last year was canceled due to, of course, COVID-19. The list of inductees so far, and this is, of course, not a complete list, it was uh, the New World Order of Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Holland, Sean Waltman, JBL, the British Bulldog, Justin Thunderliger, the Bell Twins, Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, Kane, the Great Khali, and Rob Van Dam. Uh, I won't watch the ceremony myself. It's just, it's just too much. But, uh, you know, they always make them go stand out on stage and wave to the crowd. During the, during the WrestleMania, which will be two nights this uh, upcoming weekend. So uh, I'll look forward to that. So uh, let's go on to the Star Wars news. Roger, Roger. We start Star Wars news with the Star Wars The High Republic writer, Kevin Scott, teasing an origin story for the Huts, and not Pizza the Hut. Jabba the Hutt and his family, in the pages of the book series. He told Comic Book Nation, the Comic Book Nation podcast, quote, I think that this gives us a chance to look at the Huts as an organization, as a group. In the same way, the High Republic gives us a chance to look at what the Jedi, when Obi-Wan talks about the Jedi, and he's talking about the period of when they were at in their height, which obviously isn't the pre-courses, we, as, we see, as we find out when we see the prequel, you know, I think we all expected that's what the prequels were. And then through the story, we realized that was rose-tinted glasses from before that. 
with the huts as well. We know that uh, with the warlords, there's a history there when there weren't a bunch of gangsters. They had power, then they've got their own area of space. They've got hut space. And so then there must have been conflict when we were discussing the idea of the Republic pushing out into the frontier that, yes, they would come up against the Nahil, but uh, they would also come up against people like the Huts, who have had free reign in that past space, unquote. Now, we also know that the Huts were more a more active crime syndicate at this period of time before the Republic took hold of the territory. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series has revealed its full cast and announced the start of production will start soon. The uh, series is set 10 years after Obi-Wan's duel with Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, and we'll see Ewan McGregor return to the role of Ben Kenobi and Hayden Christensen putting himself back in Vader's suit. They'll be joined by Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Pl- Pies, uh, Kamal Nanjani, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Chang, Sung Kang, uh, Simone Kessel, and Benny Sif- Softie. Uh, no word on what characters anyone is playing yet. Now, news has also dropped. Uh, I'd also like to mention that Star- the Star Wars animated series The Bad Batch has had a new trailer released. Um, I'll leave links to that in the show notes. Now, The uh, Bad Batch takes place between the uh, period of time between Episode 3 and Episode 4 the show has Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand, as well as the returns of Captain Rex and Saw Gerrera. Star Wars The Bad Batch executive producer is executive produced by David Filoni, uh, Athena Portello, Brad Rao, and Jennifer Corbett, and Carrie Beck as, exo- as co-executive producer, and Josh Rimes as producer. Rao is serving as the supervising producer with Corbett as head writer. Now, Star Wars The Bad Batch will debut on Disney Plus on Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Now, if you'll remember the last sci-fi edition, I did mention that they really need to add the Droids animated series uh, since Disney Plus was adding the Ewok series. Well, StarWars.com, in the announcement of the all-new content being put on Disney Plus under the vintage Star Wars banner, mentioned that Star Wars Droids, the companion series to Ewoks, will arrive on the, series, arrive on the uh, service later this year. Now, I have fond memories of watching that show. And uh, last night, I actually stopped and watched the first episode of Ewoks. Wow. Um, think think like uh, Ewoks, the, the Ewoks and the Dark Crystal had a baby. That's, that's kind of the show you end up getting. Yeah, kind of feels like that. But it's an enjoyable show, and the first episode was written by Paul Dini. So, you know, it's got cred. Anyway, let's uh, finish up the sci-fi edition with some geek news. The Ryan Reynolds video game movie Free Guy has a new release date, August 13th. Now, Free Guy sees Reynolds playing a bank teller non-playable character in an open-world video game, oblivious to the unusuality of the world around him until he gains free will. The film also stars Jodie Comer, Taika Waititi, Joe Kiri, Lil Rel Howery, uh, Utkarsh Ambudskar, and Camille Kostak. Netflix has given a release date to, to the movie The Mitchells vs. the Machines. The animated comedy from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller was announced a while back, 
and will now come out on April 30th. Previously announced cast members, Abby Jacobson, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Eric Andre, and Olivia Coleman will be joined by Fred Armisen, Beck Bennett, Chrissy Teigen, and husband John Legend, uh, Sherlyn Yai, late night host Conan O'Brien, Shasir Zamala, Joe Farrow, Alex Hirsch, Griffin McElroy, and relative newcomer Ellie Mills. Um, now, I watched the tra- that trailer. It, it looks interesting. It looks like something that would have done okay in movie theaters. Not great, but it would have been okay. And, I, th- and you know, I think I might watch it. It looks like it might, you know, be funny. However, on things that may or may not be funny, um, Sony is remaking the Bewitched movie again. Now, the new movie will be written by Terry Metalis and uh, Travis Frickett and produced by John Davis and John Fox. Now, Bewitched was first made into a movie in 2005 starring Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell in the roles of Samantha and Darren. No casting announcements have been made. I, do we need to do we need to see this? Hmm. Let let's see let's see what their take is it on it this time. The National Treasure TV series has been greenlit for a ten episode season at Disney Plus. The show from Jerry Bruckheimer and original writers Marianne Cormac Wiberly and Marianne. Cor- Marianne and Cormac Wiberly, excuse me, will be a reimagining of the National Treasure movies. According to Deadline.com, the series will explore the timely issues of identity, community, historical authorship, and patriotism, told from the point, point of view of Jess Morales, a 20-year-old dreamer who, and who, with her diverse group of friends, sets off on an adventure of a lifetime to uncover her mysterious family history and recover lost treasure. Now, a new National Treasure movie with Nicolas Cage is still in the works. A spin-off of the movie What We Do in the Shadows has been acquired by the CW and HBO Max. Wellington Paranormal will take us back to the homeland of the movie, New Zealand, and follows the adventures of two incurious police officers from the What We Do in the Shadows movie, revolving around officers O'Leary and Minot, who both appeared in the movie. Now, there are hardworking members of the Wellington Constabulary's Paranormal Unit who, under the supervision of Sergeant Maka, uh, investigate supernatural occurrences that arise in the capital of New Zealand on a surprisingly regular basis. Now, the show was launched on New Zealand broadcaster TVNZ2 in 2018 and has two seasons in the can, with a third now in production. The comedy will be shown first on the CW this summer, and then will be made available for streaming on HBO Max. A new Transformers movie is in the works from filmmaker Angel Manuel Soto, according to an exclusive with The Hollywood Reporter. Now, Soto will direct a script from Marco Ramirez. Now, what this movie is about is unknown, and what is known is that it's being developed separately from the main Transformers movie franchise. So think of this as just out there floating in the in the ether. Ronald D. Moore is developing a series based on A Court of Thrones and Roses books by Sarah J. Mass. Uh, Moore is writing the pilot along with Mass for a live action series at Hulu. Now the book series launched in 20 in 20 uh, in 2005 and tells the story or 2015 excuse me and tells the story of a human 19-year-old huntress Fair Acheron 
who is brought into the fantastic lands of Prathean after murdering a fairy wolf in the woods. There are five books in the series. Uh, the show's description is, quote, A court of thorns and roses blends epic romance, adventure, and political intrigue in a tale of a huntress who agrees to travel to a magical realm with a, with a fairy lord in return for her family's safety, only to fall for him and ultimately fight for that love when an ancient curse threatens to destroy the fairy and human realms. Unquote. Mm. Not my cup of tea. That sounds like something that would have been my mother's type of type of book. You know, she liked stories like that. Now, on that note, author J- George R. R. Martin has signed a massive five-year overall deal with HBO. Now, sources speaking to the Hollywood Reporter, which broke the story, say that the contract will last five years and is worth mid-eight figures. Uh, now, Martin is currently busy developing the series Who Fears Death and Roadmarks for HBO and other projects based on his work, and someday he will finish his Game of Thrones book series. Someday. And uh, finally, Godzilla vs. Kong has exceeded expectations bringing in $48.5 million in its first five days at the box office, the best showing for a movie since the COVID pandemic began. Now, planet-wide, the movie has made $285.4 million. The movie could have done better, but only half the theaters in the U.S. are currently open, and many theaters in Europe are closed. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute to the sh- uh, some money to the show, check out the show notes, visit the T Public store, and a lot more, please head over to the uh, to our website, multiversetonight.com. Now, if you're a subscriber or follower, be sure to share it with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscri- subscribe or follow and leave us with some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two days with a brand new comic book edition and two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights. Reserved.